welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game, and occasionally a 7800 game, and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 209. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Who is in the studio with me today? Bobby. We actually have one and a half guest host today. Henry, of course, is here. Hi, Henry. Hi. And he brought a friend? His name is Bobby. Respect him. <laughs> well, I, I do absolutely respect Bobby. Could you explain maybe to the listeners who Bobby is? A uh, Muppet. Bobby's a Muppet. And uh, a puppet. A Muppet puppet. Yeah, a Muppet puppet. Henry's been uh, Muppeting all weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Bobby wanted to be on the show today. So yeah. we'll see what happens. His first podcast ever. It's Bobby the Muppet's first podcast. Yeah. So. They should make a Muppet called Bobby. I noticed Bobby isn't wearing his hair today. What's going on? The hair doesn't stay on. Well, I hate when that happens. But he's got a good bald look going. He's kind Don't of, look. I'm going like blind. He's oh. blinding everybody with his bald Is he self-conscious about his bald head? Yeah. He should it's, be like... It's like the... It's like one of the Spongebob episodes that I watched with the bald king. He He's lost his crown. And he's bald. And he's bald. And he blinds people. And he's so bald that his head... He's so bald and his head is so shiny that... When people look at it, they're blind. They become blinded. Wow. If blinded is a word. Yeah, it's a word. Yay! He should, you know, Bobby should be a little more confident, <laughs> though. He could be like uh, Captain Picard from Star Trek. I don't know who that is. Haven't I made you watch Star Trek, The Next yeah. Generation? He's the bald guy know. who's the captain of the ship. So he could be the more like that. The bald guy with the red suit? Yeah. With the f- yeah, that guy. Picard, by the way, as this episode's going out, the first episode, or all the episodes? Do, I don't you, know wa- do you watch Star Trek? Yeah. More? The new Picard, Star Trek Picard series premiered this week on CBS All Access as this episode's going out. So let me know what you guys thought of it, or them. I'm not sure. if I think it's an episodic thing. We only get an episode every week, as opposed to dropping all the episodes at once. But I guess I'll find out. You know who, who else is a commanding bald guy? Not really. I think he has hair. This guy. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship, or else he'll go splat. He's Mad Mike Hughes. Mad Mike Hughes. January continues to be a slow month for Mad Mike Hughes' social media. Is no- he still trying to do the across the well, world or country thing? I think he concluded that a while ago. He finished that, but there wasn't a whole so lot to what, say about what it. What was apparently. he trying to do? He thought that by driving the stretch of highway yeah. that was really flat, yeah. somehow that would prove that the Earth must be flat. I don't think the science works on that, but uh, that's what he seemed to be trying to do. I, maybe he figured that out somewhere along the way too, because I didn't hear much about it after that on his social media. Because he knows he's wrong. I guess. This table's flat, so it must be. F- this table's <laughs> flat, so it must be flat Earth. That's right. Table's flat. The pancakes we had for breakfast, they were flat. Uh, kind of. Kind of. Uh, the pa- I didn't eat one of the pancakes. My the pan- So you're not. The, you don't know that the Earth is flat then. The, no, I saw. I saw the pancakes, and they looked. And they looked kind of like the shape, uh, of the flat Earth in the picture. 
That's true. There's sort of a, sort of a flat circle. So um, you ate. Mom made multiple earths and you ate them. So instead of a uh, a ring of ice, there was a ring of syrup around the edge of the pancakes. No, you put your syrup on top of it. What if the actual flat earth had a ring of syrup around it instead of ice? That way you wouldn't fall off because it'd be all sticky. With the ice, I could, you could probably just slide right off. You would, you would, you would um, slowly, you would get stuck in syrup and slowly go down. You would slowly. Oh, you think you'd still slide off? Yeah, because it's syrup is still a liquid. It's just a really thick liquid, so you could still slide down. But oh. by the time that by the time that you would have slid down, you could have you could have already been up if you had help. I see. I have a question. I have a question for Mad Mike, and I think you already said this before. If the Earth is flat, why are globes round? Yeah, like I think model globes. You why asked, are they round then? Yeah, you asked that before. Shouldn't they be flat? But if the Earth is round, how come? How come? The you can print out an Earth, a picture of the Earth on a piece of paper, and it's flat. How does that work? I don't want to speak. I don't want to. I want answer to that question. I don't want to speak for Mad Mike. Believe me, I don't. But yeah, I think he would probably say the flat earthers would probably say, well, all that stuff is round because the people who made them have bought into this whole conspiracy to make us think that the Earth is round. So they like Earth on paper with a flat. Well, anything you draw on a piece of paper is a two D, two dimensional represent representation of a of a. Three-dimensional You could thing. draw Earth on a on a piece of paper and draw it so it's 3D and draw it so it's 3D. Yes, you then, could do that. But it will still be 2D and it'll mess everything up. Is this Bobby talking right now? No, not a Bobby voice. Oh, okay. What does Bobby think about the flat Earth? I don't know. Bobby, are you, does that mean you're open-minded? You think it's possible? I think the Earth is round. Hey, Bobby got a nose job too, I just realized. He's got a different nose today. Than I saw yesterday. Ah! Ah! Now he's got no nose. Violence erupts on Atari Bites. Yeah. Whoa, dude. It's snowing again. Oh, come on! Yeah, we had lots of ice and snow yesterday and this morning being Saturday. We had to shovel ice and snow. And in the sleet, the slush, the slush was wet. And the snow was wet on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk, the slush and the snow was wet. So it was heavy as heck. It was so heavy. It was heavy as heck, people. Yeah, it was so heavy. I thought my core, my, I thought my abs, muscles, and my arm muscles, and my body was going to break. Working that core, huh? That's yeah. good. And then when it, and then when I shovel the snow, and then when I shovel the wet snow and slush, and it gets a... And it only gets on one side of the, sh- of the shovel. I don't know what to do there, cause and it's so heavy that it just flips to one side. Can't eat. And when when that happened, 99% of the time when that happened, um, I couldn't even get that side off the ground. Yep. So what does Mad Mike think about that? Huh? What do you mean? I don't know. I was trying to bring it back around to the Mad Mike Hughes segment. Oh. Let's close up the Mad Mike Hughes news bag. Gonna prove that the world is flat in his rocket ship, or else he'll go splat. He's 
Uh, so yeah, anyway, so we had to shovel snow this morning before yeah. we could eat our pancakes. It was terrible. It was terrible. And we got to watch the snowplow uh, almost crash into a dumpster next door. But that was fun. He spent like five, the snowplow, the snow, the snow pushing truck spent like five minutes on our part of the street. He did. He really worked a long time trying to push all the snow up next to this dumpster that and the he, neighbor has. And, he, and when he was pushing the snow in this, the wet... The wet snow and slush. There was water. There was water still there. So when he pushed it against the dumpster, the water, f- the water, overflowed and yeah. then came down the and it made it heavier. It was just warm enough this morning that the ice wasn't freezing. It was just, so it was water was because the, that's how water. It works. was the loudest snow I've ever heard. Well, yeah, because it was the snow first, and then it was the layer of ice on top of it. So you. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, crunch, yeah. crunch, crunch. Yeah. It's crunch, crunch. It's a very scientific crunch. term. Crunch, crunch, yeah. crunch. Yeah. Albert yeah. Einstein used that when he was talking about snow and ice. <laughs> yes, in the f- famous Albert Einstein snow and ice speech. Yeah. Of 1937. Wait, did actually make a speech of snow and ice? Uh, sure. Let's say he did. I don't know. You're not a historian. You don't know that. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. I failed. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure someone out there knows, so... If you'd like to contact me on social media or email or something, uh, let me know about the famous snow and ice speech of Albert Einstein. If there was one. If there was one. But yes. I'm pretty sure someone made a some someone made a speech about snow and ice. Yes, I'm sure. Is there any more news to talk about this week? We talked about Mad Mike. We talked about Picard. We talked about snow. Did you talk about the game yet? No, we're getting there. That's what I'm asking. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get to the game? Uh, I don't. I don't know any. All right. Well, then this week's game is... Fight something. Fight night. Fight night, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. What's that noise? (laughs) That noise means, Henry, we're leaping into the future of Atari future. (laughs) With an Atari 7800 game, which I was already kind of spoiled, but oh well. It is Fight Night, as I said, from Sydney Development Corporation. Published I thought it was an Atari game. It is. For, they made it for the Atari, I guess. Published in the U.S. by Accolade. So it's not an Atari game. This is a late entry in Atari World from 1988. But Atari didn't make it. Uh, which makes sense to me, because it looks, at least the look of it, is a lot like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, Mike Tyson. Which I had Isn't for the Mike NES. Tyson a chicken nugget company? Mike <laughs> Tyson is a chicken nugget company. I, I you eat a lot of Tyson chicken nuggets. I heard Mike it, Tyson. I heard a Mike Tyson name in the chicken nugget commercial. Mike Tyson was a very famous heavyweight boxer in the 80s. He, like, beat everybody. And uh, so a, vid- a boxing game for the Nintendo was made called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which I played when I was a kid. Isn't Mike Tyson in... This and Fight Night. Well, they have a character called Mike Bison, I think. Oh, I don't think they could use the actual name. No, they couldn't, probably, it's without paying Mike Tyson a bunch of money. It was copyrighted. So, it might be copyrighted. Yeah, but we'll get there. So, 
So fight night for the 7800. What you in the in the picture in the picture on your paper on your paper it it looks like it doesn't look like a glove. But on the cartridge it kind of looks like it. Yeah, so on the yeah, cartridge it looks like a white it looks like a black blob. Yeah, on the cartridge it does look <coughs> like a glove punching through the wall. A boxing yeah. glove. This it looks one, you're like right. It looks like a white. Uh, no, it looks like a black blob is punching through the wall. Yeah, the black and white photo didn't quite do it justice, I guess. I think it was black and white on the cartridge. Yeah, but on the on the paper yeah. when it printed out, it didn't. The glove might have on the cartridge. The glove might have been red. Yeah. So, the manual tells us: strap on your boxing gloves and step into the ring tonight. Dad, you're going. Can you give me a boxing glove? No. Why? That seems like a bad idea it for you. It told me to do it. Tonight you're going to test your powers against the world's toughest fighters. To prepare for this event, you'll train in punching skills, footwork, timing, and sparring. Then you'll enter your fighters in championship matches and tournaments. As the tension mounts in the smoke-filled arena, you eye, you eye your contender, you eye your it's contender. It's on fire! Warily, be careful and good luck. This could be your big night. Dad, it's on fire. There's smoke in the arena. Oh, well. Everybody won. So you use your controller to select one of four events. My hand is cramping. Those events the being controller. the main event, the training, the sparring, and the tournament. You can pause to pause a game by pressing the pause button. Obviously, which I found out the second time to pause. Press the reset at any time to start a new game. Fight night is a multi-event sports simulation. You have your pick of any one of the four events listed on the selection screen, which I just said. In main event, you'll fight against a series of 11 contenders, each one more powerful than the last. It took us a while to figure out that apparently all of these are single player, except the tournament. Yeah, it's like the tournament. Yeah. In training, you'll use the controller to train those powers in punching, footwork, and timing. What I'm getting at is the result is we didn't do a whole lot of training before we started playing, uh, squaring off against because, each other. Because I tried training and it was really hard because I don't think I was using the right controller. Yeah. In the sparring match, your fighters practice what they learned in training in a match against the computer. In tournament, you and a friend can take the role of promoters, lining yeah, up your best boxers to fight each other, each other's stars in round-robin order. This is a player-versus-player event. In each event, the controller operates the same way. To select options or contenders, move the controller handle right or left or up and down uh, to highlight your choice, then press the fire button to make a selection. If, while in an event, you want to return to the selection screen to choose another event, press select. To exit, you can select the exit option while choosing fighters. Pressing reset will reset selected events. Boxing moves. Then there's a whole handy chart with little uh, characters and direction I symbols. Honest, I only could do the normal. I only figured out the normal punching. You would have to be someone with a lot more time and patience than me to try to remem- memorize me, this. I, and Henry. I have way less patience than you. Mostly how I played this boxing game was how I play every boxing game, which is just kind of stumble you through box it. people? You're on national TV and box people? Yes, Henry. <gasps> I'm telling mom. Training. Before your boxers fight, they'll want to train, unless you're us. With training, you can practice using your controller to perfect your offensive and defensive boxing strategies. I trained, I trained a little bit. I only punched. Yeah, Henry did I train a little bit. I figured out how to punch. I punched like three times and then because of After selecting a boxer for training, you'll choose a training mode. Follow. Whoa. Follow. Whoa. Dad, we didn't. You talked about you didn't you couldn't figure out the strengths and weaknesses. There oh yeah, there chart. it is. Yep, they do have a chart. I think I said in the field report 
that I wasn't sure that this manual had strengths and weaknesses in it, like the comparison I made was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, where they did, but they actually do have that in here. Uh, mm. We'll get there in a second. Um, follow. Uh, there, there that, are bruh, and I was looking, I'm looking at Charlie, and, and Brock's Bomber, it's like the best. Huh. Like in, his name is Brock's Bomber. His rank is champ. His strength is everything, <laughs> and his weakness is none. Yep. So if you want to be be the best, you you want to be wanna be him. Brock's yeah. Bomber. So in the training modes, you follow. You can follow or lead, and then pick a training speed, and determine your box when you think your box is ready. Then you can continue training under sparring matches by practicing a strategy against the computer. Okay. So in the ring, in main event, sparring match, and tournament, your boxer will compete against other contenders for a score. The top of the screen always or displays each boxer's name, picture score, and knockout bar, as well as the round number and a clock. The object of the fight is to knock out or KO the contender by landing blows to his face and body, because that's how boxing works, while avoiding similar blows. Each time a fighter lands a blow, his score goes up and his opponent's KO bar increases. Three rounds to a match. Each round is three minutes. Points accumulate through each round. If neither is KO'd by the end of the match, the player with the highest number of points wins. Okay, so the contenders yeah, are... That's, that's what I did. Um, that's what I did to you. Okay, is it three matches? Only three rounds? Three rounds in a match. Yeah, I... Yep. I, for the last one, we, so the round round three ended. So me and my dad are playing... Round round three ended, and so I had I had more point. I had like six hundred something points, and I think he had like five hundred or four hundred something. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't. I'm he. Blo- I didn't make the punch, but he still got KO'd. Yeah. For some reason, I didn't make the. That punch. may have just been because it was the end of the match. Yeah. And you were ahead, so. Yeah. I was ahead by um, like I think over a hundred. We won't read all these strengths and weaknesses. You can figure that out yourself. But here's the chart, everybody. They can't see it. I'm holding it up, Henry. They can't see it. Well, if they paid attention, they could see it. Jeez. If they were superhuman, they could see it. So the ranks are from uh, Champ. That's the Bronx, Bronx Bomber, as Henry matched, it mentioned, all the way down to 12th. That would be Bronx That's Bomber. Dipstick. Uh, in between, you have from highest to lowest ranked Mike Bison, British Bulldog, Bobby Sox, Who Him, Wing Ding, Mike Killer Bison Diller. is the the is the worst. Yeah, but Kid, he has powerful head blows. Kid Castro, Macho Man, Crazy Craven, Little Mo. Wait no, wait. Mike Bison is second. Yes. Overall. Yeah. The dipstick is the worst. Yep, and then they have pictures of each one. I think in the field report we had Kid Castro versus Who Him. Uh, in the at least in the re- uh, match that we played, when you score points and how many points you score depends on the boxer you're fighting. Each boxer has a different point value for each punch, jab, body blow, or super blow, and a resistance value for each blow. I wish that they have a scoring up. table for that for each player: head blows, body blows, resist head, resist body, and they break it down for each contender. Everybody. I can't back, see it again. I'm it's telling a you, podcast. if they would pay attention, Henry, they it's could see podcast. it. It's a podcast. Whatever. 
You whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Your boxer's guard position determines the degree of damage. If his guard is up when his contender lands a jab or down when he lands a body blow, the amount of damage caused by a punch is zero. You can win extra points by stepping into a punch, fewer points for stepping out of a punch. Dodge a punch, you get fewer points? Um, or if, so, here, let me or look at it again. Or if you're doing the punch and you... So and if you you're punching down. me and I step towards you while you're punching me... Yeah. Uh, you get more points. If yeah, because your you punch and I manage to move away because you're walking into a punch. Yeah, and if I, but if you so punch and I move away, so it's you being dumb. You don't get as many points. So it's you being dumb. Right. Speaking of being dumb, that is how you play Fight Night for the 7800. This is where I pause to look at something on my phone. Bobby is sad because I told him to stop hitting me in the shoulder, which does not seem like an unreasonable request to me. Don't look at my hand. I'm looking at your head, Bobby. No, not, not now. Bob's all self-conscious about his bald head. I'm telling you, you can rock the bald head, Bobby. He, we need to give him a you need to You need to buy a hat for him. I'm not going to buy a hat for the Muppet. I think I have a hat that would fit him. Fine. Yeah. Gamefacts.com, our friends over there, call in a review. This is an old review from 2009 called Fight hey, Night. I was born then. I know called Fight Night a bad game that some claim to enjoy. Never played the PC game that this was based on, but you could could consider Fight Night to be the forerunner in slapstick boxing games like Punch-Out! and Ready to Rumble Boxing. Doesn't have anywhere near the charm of the newer boxing games, and I'm not a fan of this game in any way. But I will admit that it is a quirky game with fairly decent graphics, and there are people that consider it to be the best one-on-one game on the 7800. Wow. Pretty standard boxing game. Compliment Atari on the graphic style, which is rather unique. Talking about the graphics, the the graphics or the pictures? Yes, this guy... The graphics were better than I Yeah, and that's kind of what this guy's saying, too. It kind of reminds him of, like, a newspaper comic strip. Boxers are well animated, but blocky. The rest of the game is pretty poor in the looks department, but the characters are good, and that's where the heart of the game is, so it passes. Bobby has a hat now. I agree with those who say the sound can make or break a game. In this game's case, it breaks it and is the single worst killer of the game. There's some very standard boxing sounds. The sound of the punches just plain sucks, and there isn't any music to accommodate it, leaving the pitiful sounds There's to grate no on your ears. There's no music in boxing. Nah, but it's a video game, so you'd think you could put some music in there. Bobby has a hat. Okay. I tried, but I can't bring myself to like this game. He gives it one and a half hearts out of five. I mean stars. He uses hearts. Huh. Yeah. What? Bobby the hat. Oh, Bobby, uh, while I was talking, Bobby went and found a hat. But he can't see anymore. Oh, well. There's nothing to see. It's an audio podcast. Henry? Or, Bug? what's your name? Bobby. Bobby. It's a, it's a he from As So our friends at Wikipedia give me knowledge that I pass off as my Don't own. Don't trust Wikipedia. Anybody can add in Wikipedia. It's a good point, Henry. But, assuming this is accurate... The game was initially released in 85 for the Apple II, Atari 8-bit family, and Commodore 64. I thought you said something about when it was released. When, for the Atari 7800 in 1988, but it was actually an, apparently a 1985 computer game. Oh, it was on the computer in 1985. Yes. But it was released as an, as an Atari cartridge in 1988. The Atari 8-bit version was republished on cartridge by Atari in 87 after the release of the Atari XCGS, followed by the Atari 7800 port in 88. 
Accolade's third best-selling Commodore game as of late 87. Antic described the 8-bit version as entertaining, frustrating, and not just a bit silly, which is one of its strengths. Fight Night's primary function is to involve you and make you laugh, not to precisely mimic, mimic the action in a boxing ring. It debrutalizes the sport, which is a point in its favor. I guess there's probably some debate about that. All right. Well, after the break, we strap on the gloves and make with the pugilistic arts. Who wants to hold my spit bucket? Welcome to Ringside at Atari Bites. The match of the universe is about to start. Or something. Mostly what we're going to do is fight with the controllers to try and get the fighters to do something. But it'll be an epic battle. We have Kid Castro versus Who Him. Which might be mildly racist. I'm not sure. Kid Castro looks to me kind of like... Irish. But yes. Except with a name like Castro, I kind of doubt that he's Irish. But... Uh, he looks to me like Bluto, or Brutus, depending on the era of Popeye that you watched. Who's that? Oh, I, the, and the, the close-up picture of his face, it looks like it. That's what I'm saying. So, I am playing, for what it's worth, Kid Castro. Henry is who him. Uh, he's also eating pretzels. So Chocolate-covered pretzels. Enjoy that on this audio podcast. Are you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Is exciting start so far. Nobody's doing anything. Hey, Henry just belted me in the face a bunch of times. Wow. Castro, put your guard up. You're punching air. You have to... I'm punching you in the face. I'm not doing any points. Boom! I got you right there in the bread basket. I'm, I'm punching your face. I have my guard up, dude. You're punching my gloves. This is an exciting match so far. I'm ahead 18 to 12 for the moment. Ow. Wow. Punch. Boom. Got you good that time. I'm... It's not punching. You're punching right now. The controls on this game leave a bit to be desired. Game looks good enough. You got a ring, you got nicely detailed cartoony looking boxers. What do you think of the look of the game, Henry? And better than I thought. Yeah, better than he thought, I guess. Ow. Wow, 189. When we were practicing data to record this, Henry kept saying things like, Wow, you are actually terrible. Hey, I've known some pretty tough girls, dude. That's the end of the round. Do you want to play more? Uh, one more round. Alright, one more round. My hand is dying, though. Yeah, we're using the uh, 7800 controllers. We have, I do I, have... I wish you could kick. I do have one controller on the Ed Ladin, but... Uh, the controls for this game were a little confusing when we were trying to figure it out. So we are both using the uh, the uh, regular controllers and we're cramping up pretty good. I'm 
I'm only by 100. I'm beating you by 100. Boom. Gotcha. But yeah, you're still way ahead in points. Punch. Punch. Boom. Face. I don't like it. I think it's empty and red. Henry's beating me 216 to 45 right now. Boom, got gotcha you there, I'm son. I'm seeing rainbows come off of his arm. <laughs> come off of the well, I'm seeing stars, so, you know. Ooh, wow, that hurt you. You're like, Ugh! Ow. I'm beating you by over. Ooh, I'm into triple digits now. I'm beating you, but I'm all, I'm Hell, I'm... I'm pounding the stuffing out of Henry now. I'm, I'm smack, I'm hitting you with the head. Hell. Alright, 297, 198, 30 seconds approximately left to go in the right. What? Round. It won't let me punch. Well, once I get in there, then it's hard for you to, you just gotta break no, away. No, it won't let me punch. Here. I know, the controls are not great for this game. You have to have a perfectly upright to point. 303 to 270. I had some lucky breaks there. So. Yeah, end of round two is coming. We'll play this out and see how it goes. We have one more round. We're pretty... Ow. 339 to 270. Ow. Henry's continuing to pound me. Ow. Seems like when I get who him right there in one particular spot, then I can kind of go to town until Henry's able to break away. We've only played this game a little bit, so we don't know the relative strengths and weaknesses, if there are any, of the individual players. Like, I mean, Mike Tyson's punch out. My best frame of reference for this game. Hey, damn it. They gave you strengths and weaknesses for each of the players. I don't know if they I don't know if they do that for this game. Wow, I'm bringing you by 99. Wow, I'm bringing you by over 100. I'm just going to town. 501 to 366. 501 to 417 with a minute left to go in this epic battle. Who will win? Who will reign supreme? That's a different show, I guess. Ow. I mean, I don't like it. 528 to 447 with 30 seconds left. No knockouts yet. Obviously. When does a knockout you? I don't know. It happened when we were practicing. I don't quite know how. I knocked Henry out, even though he had more points than I did. I guess it was a knockout versus a technical knockout. Guys Did cheering. you see his hands? It was like this. Yeah, it was kind of a wimpy cheer. He kind of had his arms up, but his hands down. Yay, I won! And that is how you play. I wish the 
Yeah, I totally would have won if there was a ref. Come on, ref. I have more points than you. All right. Well, on that note, back to you in the studio. Hey everyone, this is Michael, one of the hosts of the Atari XEGS Cart by Cart podcast. Do you like Atari? Of course you do. What about the 8-bit computer line? It was one of the best. Well, how about you consider joining Bill, David, Kieran, and myself as we review the cartridge-based games for Atari's 8-bit computer line. We also review budget games which are mostly released only in the UK. But that's not all. We also dig up game history, share personal experiences, and perform questionable comedy. You'll get all of that and for free just by listening to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, or from our website at xegs8bit.com. That's X-E-G-S, the number 8, bit.com. And when you're done listening, please send us your hate mail because we really need the feedback so we know someone is tuning in. Hey, it's me, Bill, your host, the guy you've been listening to this whole episode. Do you enjoy the stories I write and read to you every week on this podcast, but you feel like you just need a break from my voice? I get it. My family does sometimes, too. Here's an option. Some of the stories from the show are now collected in a volume titled Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd thoughts. You can order it wherever you like to order books. I hope you'll check it out. Thanks. So, here's the thing about Fight Night for the 7800. Henry and Bobby, do we like Fight Night for the 7800? Mm. If you couldn't hear him, he just kind of... What? Yeah. Yeah, we do like it, even after all that? What do we like about it? Uh, one, the graphics are better than I expected them to be. Okay. That's fair. Um... Okay. I was really excited to play this game. A while ago on the podcast, I did boxing for the 2600. Here's where I pause to go find what episode that was. What do you want? What do you think? What do you want? I want the latest games anywhere. What do you want? I want the sounds that curl my hair. What do you want? 7800s everywhere. Atari is the name of the game, dudes. Check it out at these rad stores. Ah, that was, wow, that was 100 episodes ago exactly. It was episode 109. This is 209? Yeah. I did boxing for the 2600, which I did not expect much of and ended up liking it a lot. If I remember, the graphics was 2600, so they were not good. I I think it was almost literally like two V's. With little, your guy, the boxers were like two V's with like little circles on the ends of their arms that were like the boxing gloves. But it was a super fun game. But the graphics were bad. It looked, it did not look good at all, but it was really, really fun. Discrimination. This game, this game, the Atari 7800 Fight Night, to me, looks really good, but it's not particularly fun. Um, it does. It, it, I think it was fun. Henry thought it was fun. I don't but, think it was not fun. Can, it was fun, except the controls were, the controls were a little, a little bad. The controls being a little bad kind of take me out of it. Plus, we had but, to use the seven eight hundred controllers, so your hands cramp up yeah, like, right but away. Yeah, it, overall, it's over. 
if there if there were better controllers, if there were better controllers, I think I would. I think it would be a better game. That's fair. That, maybe I could give another chance if we got the, better controllers. On what you were describing about the other boxing game that you played a hundred episodes ago, based off of that, it was a good game. It, the graphics were way better than what your dis- description of the boxing game was. Okay, that's fair. I'll take that. And maybe if we sat and played this a little more, yeah, it might be. I might feel and get, different and get used to the controls. Yeah, maybe that's fair. Uh, anything else you want to say about this game before we do story time? Nah. Alright. It's story time on Atari Bites. Yes, it's story. Story, story, story time. With Bill. Would you like to tell a story about this game? Bobby wants to tell a story. Oh, Bobby's got a story? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the mic is yours, Bobby. I know a story in 1985. Okay. I was in the ring with Bobby Pepper Jr. I was boxing my son. Wow. He right. went to college and never came back from college and never contacted me, and I blocked him. Because never contacted me. I didn't know you had a son, Bobby. That's so a Muppet son. All right. And now I can buy my son son on Amazon because I found him there. <laughs> All right. So you boxed him in 1985. No, he boxed himself. Okay. And then made replicas of himself, and then he sold them on Amazon. Wow. So what happened in the boxing match? So we didn't like each other because he ran away. And that's the first time I seen. That's the first time I've seen. I saw him in 1,200 years. Wow. How old are you, Bobby? 1,500. Wow. And so I got my gloves on, and so I got my gloves on, and Bobby Jr. got his gloves on, and then we boxed, and then I punched your teeth out. But he didn't have any teeth, so I couldn't budge your teeth out. He didn't have any teeth. You don't have any teeth, Bobby. I'm looking at you. There Because no he teeth. punched them out. Wow. And then he went. This is dark, man. And then he punched my nose off. And then it's Velcro. My to nose be fair, is, you're a Muppet. So. My nose is Velcro, so I just put it back on. That's what I'm saying. So. And then I whacked him inside the head, and then he passed out. Then. You got a knockout? Yeah, and then it'd be everyone. And then, and then I'd be everyone in the roster. Wow. And then I was a champion and got $20 million. So you're a millionaire? Yeah. Can I have some money? Can you give me a loan? Ow. No. Don't touch my money. Can you... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold the story. Uh, okay. Can you hold my gold bars? Your gold bars? Yeah. See? Do you carry them around with you? They're, they're a big one with five million. And there's three small ones with one million each. Eight million dollars. Wow. And you just carry them around with you? Yeah. Wow, these are super heavy. See? Okay. Take it. Thanks. So, after I beat everyone in the roster. Oh, we're not done. All right. My son came back to my house, and I was like, what you want, Fall? And then he was like, 
I went in with you, and then, uh, and then I was like, heck no. Then he was like, why? Then I was like, go. Then he was like, why? Then I was like, go back to your home in Idaho. And then he said, I want to go back to my home in Idaho. And then I said, go back to your home in Idaho, Missouri. And then he went, okay. Social studies is key. I went, I went, I went social studies class from preschool to college. Okay? I know everything about the state. I know every city and every state. I know every city and town and every state. Bo- and hey, Bobby, America. is there a point to the story? And I beat my son and everyone in the roster in... And won um, $20 million. Yeah. And now I'm... And Bobby lives in Idaho, (laughs) Missouri. And I I won the lottery five times, so now I'm in Trillionaire. (laughs) Wow. Why are you hanging out here, Bobby? Why aren't you off on a yacht somewhere? I lost my house because I didn't pay my house payment. But you've got... I I don't want to spend my trillion dollar money. All right. I'm stacking. And then I created a million dollar business. And that's where I got some of my money. Then I went, and then my employees were slacking off, so I went, whack. And then they quit. Wow. The and end? Then it went, whack, and then they quit. The end? They quit because it went, whack. Okay, but is that the end of the story? And then I bought, and then I was a one-man business, and when people tried to, and when the employees that quit tried to come back, I went, whack, and they didn't want to come back. What? In the end. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for that story, Bobby. And, sure, anytime. Um, I don't know that I want to follow that, but all right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Okay. This week's story comes from Bad Poetry Corner. Uh, again, I don't quite know how it compares to what you just heard, but all right. Mm-hmm. Bobby's the best storyteller ever. From Bad Poetry Corner... The Sweet Science in a World that Hates Science. A poem. Say so a poem. Yes, a poem. A poem. A poem. A poem. A poem. A poem. Wow, let's think about it. Wow. <laughs> I'm better at grammar than you. Now we're, we're taking it down a notch. This is time for the serious poetry corner. My st- Bobby's story was serious. It actually happened in 1985. I, I heard. Yeah, I was there. I heard the story. You were there? Well, there for the story. I didn't see you in the audience. No, I Where didn't, were you? I didn't mean I was at the Where fight. Where were you? I didn't mean I was there. How old were you? In I 1985? You were probably 18. You were probably, older, you were probably older than 18. You could buy. T- you could. In nineteen eighty-five, t- I was not older than eighteen. I was fourteen. All right, from Bad Poetry Corner. You did you make that up? Yes. Oh, of course. The sweet science in a world that hates science. A poem. A poem. The crowd does murmur in joyful popcorn prelude to the fervor popcorn. that awaits as lights go up. Popcorn. In the ring, opponents square off. Silence engulfs, save for one cough. <coughs> Never mind a pin. You can hear the sweat, the sweat drop. Spectators lean in and aboard the discord wagon hop. Can I say something? I really wish you wouldn't. The match didn't even start. How are they already sweating? 
On social media, debate is just retorts. Violence becomes yet another sport. Climate abuse of all sorts. Healthcare does our cash extort. Go ahead, throw a punch. Then look to see where it lands. On folks I dislike, well, there's a bunch. Culture fractured into competing bands. I know what I know, people say, even when science goes the other way. Society fights and scorns so much, corrupt power lorded over us. Social media shouts loud and proud, digital characters fists thrown freely, till opponents we verbally pound. Does revenge make me greedy? Oh, right, but what are those boxers in the ring? Punch drunk with their power. We watch from outside, happy to sing. Glad some are behind the scenes to cower. It's fight night again. Let the struggle begin. Or, you know, just walk away. Live to fight another day. And that's our show. You look so hard on that. Thank you, Henry. I don't even feel bad for you. (laughs) Well, thank you, Henry. Appreciate that. And thanks for coming on the show and bringing your friend Bobby the Muppet. I think we're all going to need time to recover from that story. Yeah. And I, I think maybe, you know, Bobby needs a hug or something. Cause Why? I think he's got issues. What do you mean? He should go call Bobby Jr. He doesn't have a phone. He he's, didn't pay his phone. He he's got millions of dollars and he doesn't have a phone? He didn't pay his phone bill. Got took away. He should take care of that. iPhone 29. iPhone 20. Tw- <laughs> Is he, he from I- the future? He had an iPhone. He had a. He had an iPhone. Actually, yeah, he does have a phone. He okay. Got his, he got an iPhone 11 Max Pro Max. Uh-huh. Took it away. And then he bought. Uh, and then he bought iPhone 12 Pro Max. They haven't even come out yet. Okay. They haven't come out yet. He got the first ever iPhone 12 Pro Max. And now, and now he pays phone bill because it cost him ten thousand dollars. Wow. But ten thousand dollars only is only. Like one dollar to him because he's a trillionaire. I see. He has trillions of dollars, not million dollars. And to him, millionaires, millionaires are broke. But he's a trillionaire. Wow. He's the richest man in the world. Go on. Oh, may I proceed? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com for creative commons use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. Thanks to Mad Mike for the Mad Mike Hughes theme. Thanks to Sean Courtney for the storytime theme. You can find Atari Bytes on many podcatchers, but make sure you beat down all comers to pound Apple Podcasts with a one-two punch of a five-star rating and a glowing review of this show. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com, like the show on our Facebook page, follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Also, look us up on Instagram. Oh, and don't forget, you can call and leave a voicemail too. 563-265-1978. I'm not going to answer the phone. Bobby's definitely not going to answer the phone. Why? But you can call and leave a voicemail about anything you want, and there's a pretty good chance I'll play it on the podcast. Check out the website, www.carnivalofgleecreations.com. Quit staring at me, Bobby. Uh, The website has information and links and social media and all that good stuff for this show, Atari Bytes, and for my other podcast, It's a podcast, Charlie Brown, which is a monthly exploration of all things related to the legendary Peanuts comic strip. Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Charles Schultz, the comics, the movies, the merchandise, all sorts of stuff. We've even had, you know, the voice actor who played Charlie Brown on TV for years and years and years on that podcast. You should go listen. You had on the... 
Wait, was that when you interview people? Yeah. We Wait, do also. He, was he the original person? No, he was not the original voice of Charlie Brown, but he played the voice of Charlie Brown for Bobby a long time. Strong when you he's flexing on everybody. <laughs> okay. She looks like going. So, carnivalofgleecreations.com has information and links to the, all of those shows. You can also find out about books that I've written, like Misery Banana, very short stories inspired by old games and odd book. thoughts, and In the Saint Nick of Time, and soon, meaning sometime in 2020, uh, the new book. More about that later. I'm not going to give you the name. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Yeah. Yes. Consider supporting the show financially by becoming a subscriber on the Patreon project for Atari Bytes. Go to Patreon, look up Atari Bytes, or follow the link in the show notes to become a supporter. If you do, you might get access to episodes early. You might get bonus episodes. We'll be recording another one soon of those. Uh, all sorts of good stuff that you can only get if you are a subscriber on the Patreon. So please go consider doing that. Be like Michael Tyler, Jose Caseta, and Sean Courtney, who are fine folks, but frankly, they're getting tired of just talking to each other over there, so they would like uh, some new blood. So go sign up today. Next time on Atari Bytes. I want to say it. It is the legend that is... Donkey Kong! But Bill, you say, you already did Donkey Kong for the podcast. It's 7800. That's right. We did original Donkey Kong way back in episode 37. This time we're playing Donkey Kong for the 7800, which I'm excited about. (sighs) Donkey Kong, of course, is an icon. It's a really good game. It's one of the original bests. Uh, I have never played it on the 7800. Isn't Donkey 7800. Kong part of Nintendo or Mario? You can play it on all sorts of uh, platforms. Wait. Mario is really more identified, yeah, with, with like Nintendo and stuff now. But Wait, what, what came first, the toy or Donkey, or Donkey Kong? Uh, uh, well, Donkey Kong? Atari, I guess, yeah. So that's what we're going to do next week. So until next time. Don't play some old games. I've missed you.